dig up their old fossils. Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And uh, it's been quite a while since our last Star Wars Nerds post. Some of these uh, listeners may be surprised to see uh, that Star Wars Nerds logo pop up in their podcast. But, you know, it's been a combination of COVID-19 stuff and, of course, uh, technical difficulties as we uh, continue to podcast from home. Uh, we have done a number of Media Nerds episodes uh, like this remotely. Uh, but this is the first Star Wars Nerds one we've done because last week we tried it and the audio didn't work out so well, so we never posted it. Uh, but yeah, and, and to be honest, there hasn't been a ton of Star Wars news until this week, until May the 4th. And holy crap, did a lot of Star Wars news come out of that day. It's like they were saving it all up for that day. It's endless now. And in addition to new content that uh, I've already watched, new content all over uh, Disney+. Plus. So yeah, lots. Um, we're going to talk, we'll talk about that, I think, as the weeks goes on, go on. Today, I want to focus on the Clone Wars because uh, that did wrap up on May the 4th. And of course, there were other May the 4th um celebrations happening as far as uh people watching the movies together online and that kind of stuff um but yeah i did watch the clone now i, I watched uh, as per your advice i only watched the last four episodes of the clone wars um you tweeted at me quite a while ago and said just start with episode nine and you'd be good and you were right nothing um, to admit you didn't miss a thing well, now let's let's quickly recap because this is part of the discussion that got lost. Uh, you've watched it all. You've watched yeah. the entire season of of the Clone Wars, the final season. And so, give us your thoughts first of all on the first eight episodes of that show. Well, last week um, the, in the lost episode, we talked about how I, I was not a fan of those episodes, and uh, and I and uh, a lot of the other Star Wars podcasts were gushing over them at the time when they came out, but I couldn't help but notice after the last four came out, they started have, being more critical <laughs> about the first eight because then there was something good to compare it to. And I think uh, most people have kind of come around to the idea, yeah, those first eight, okay, great. They're probably good for kids. Um, but, but the last four, those are really the ones that tie into the motion pictures and therefore are more important to watch. Yeah, and uh, so, the, but there's really kind of three arcs in this season. A season of twelve episodes. You have the first, the Bad Batch uh, run, which was previously released as animatics uh, because they never thought they'd get the chance to finish them, and now they have. Um, so they fit, was that four or five episodes that first four. It was four episodes, and the next four episodes was the, was another arc around Ahsoka and um, the, what they call the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls. <laughs> Spice Girls, because it's Ahsoka and a Ahsoka and a bunch of female. Mandalorians, and they have to go to Kessel for no. some spice or something like that. No, no? it's not female Mandalorians. Oh, uh, although, well, the one is. No, no, we're talking about she, Ahsoka goes to a, the, the Spice Girls run a junk shop, and they, and they, they're, they bicker. They're sisters who bicker, and while they're bickering, one of them makes the stupid decision to dump the spice. They're, they're by, oh. and they're by, and there, there's some Mandalorians involved along the way, but they're by, uh, setting the stage for four of really episodes nobody ever needed to see. Well, what, so what happens now at the beginning of episode nine, and obviously we're going to talk spoilers here, so you haven't seen it. So if, to anybody, just, we'll, just leave it here. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, watch the four episodes. Watch 9, 10, 11, and 12, and that's all you need from this season. Um, but when we start episode nine, Ahsoka is with a female Mandalorian. I, d I didn't catch her name. Um, who, how does she get into contact with that person? Uh, she is being observed by them. Uh, in uh, the earlier episodes, but uh, it's not. I and once again, we're talking about a, a cartoon that's for kids, so it's not. And even in the last four episodes, they don't go too deep into what's happening. There, there, there. You know, there's some shout-outs to what's going on in Revenge of the Sith, but in the yeah. in, in the prior episodes, it's all pretty subtle, and it's. I, I don't even like. I don't even think it's something that we need to dig that deep into because it doesn't really it doesn't really there is no uh to my recollection there is no great moment where where um this all leads to what happens in episode nine there really isn't there really isn't it's just it's just uh i would say there's one moment uh the the order 66 part is it was pretty cool no but i mean the before uh, that prior to the oh, episode oh nine i see started, i see before that no, for before that arc yeah i can't tell you that i recall any 
big grand moment where I was like, oh God, this is going to be great in the last four. It does, it's, right. it's too loosey-goosey uh, in, the, in the prior eight ones. So it's like they all they always had this plan for the last four, and they just made these other episodes, episodes to fill it out, and they really didn't have anything to do with anything else. Because we don't see the Bad Batch in those final four episodes. We don't see the Spice Girls in those final four episodes. So what's the point of having them, I guess? Um, no, but I, th- I will I, say... Yeah, but well, I think they, they had already been under some level of production. I think that's Yes, that's pro- right. Yeah, no, that's yeah. probably... They were probably just kicking around out there. And once again, like last week uh, in our last episode, I said, like, I don't begrudge anybody enjoying those. And particularly oh, sure. kids probably would get a kick out of them. There's It's, it's almost... It's almost like a, a, a kid morality tale about don't make bad decisions. Like there's a little bit sure. of that. Don't like, dump the spice. Like, yeah, don't dump the spice. Hey, like, even look, I get bored sometimes. Uh, one of the dumbest moves ever by any Star Wars character <laughs> where you're just like, come on. They're just bickering. It doesn't, it doesn't even happen because of any good reason. So now we have four episodes where they're in jail and out of jail and back into jail. Oh, okay. And, escaping from the jail it's like, it's like that season of lost where they were stuck in the polar bear cages yeah. for like five episodes right uh, Very okay similar. But like i will say um the these four episodes that i did watch again you're right they 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 feel very different the opening is different they have this weird um it's the star wars font but it's a different color which is it's green and then it's red which is weird because we only ever see it in that blue but they say um you know lucasfilm limited production and then it says uh this is part one two three four for the different chapters of this now i feel like they could just combine these four episodes into a movie if they wanted to like they they really wanted to kind of make it just a one movie to kind of parallel the timeline of of revenge of the sith um and yeah you're absolutely right about the animation uh the music is much much better it's all better the, the pacing is much better there's a part in this ep- one of the episodes so spoiler alert it, it involves darth maul big big time involves darth maul um, they have to get the uh, the army. Uh, um, Ahsoka goes to ask Anakin and Obi Wan for some soldiers or clone troopers to help go go after Maul, who's on Mandalore. Um, who's like okay? So all those Mandalorians are they not in it previously? Like are those from a previous episode or something like that? Well, the Mandalorians oh. take place throughout. It's all throughout the Clone Wars series. Okay, so but, there so are. The, yeah, are so, these characters we know from earlier on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I'm like, because they have to kind of bring these people in at some point. Because um, yeah. you have all these different Mandalorians with this cool different armor and stuff, but, and they've got all. While we're on the topic, there's not that many Mandalorians, <laughs> considering it's the siege of Mandalore. Right. I expected to see thousands of Mandalorians, yes, and that's really, right. there's yes. a handful, and there's yeah. good ones, and there's ones loyal to Darth Maul. Conveniently color coded so we don't confuse them. Very nice of them to do that. <laughs> the bad guys are in red, the yes. good guys are blue. Uh, so Ahsoka goes to Anakin and Obi Wan to ask for help. Uh, they say no because they actually have to go off to fight um, um, Dooku, who's attacked Coruscant, and that's the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, right? That, that leads directly into that scene. But uh, Anakin finds a loophole and gives her Rex and an a army of clone troopers so she can go after uh, Maul on, um, on Mandalore, uh, which I kind of I like that idea. But um, I was like, I was a little bit disappointed in their portrayal of Anakin in this episode. I feel like one thing the Clone Wars should do is help reinforce the idea that Anakin is turning to the dark side. And I don't see any evidence of that here um because this is fairly close to when it happens this is within you know a couple days a couple weeks i'm not sure the timeline exactly but it's it's fairly close to when he's actually going to turn so oh it's during i mean it's during yeah for sure when when we see anakin at the beginning of that first episode he's like oh good to see you ahsoka i kept your lightsabers hey how's it going he's all very nice and no hint at all that he's like you know mad at people or angry or whatever like he's he's starting to hate the universe first he just hated sand now he's supposed to hate everybody and turn to the dark side uh but i didn't see any of that in that there was a nice line from obi-wan where he says you know i already killed maul once da 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 that was i can't remember the rest of the line but it was funny um so then she goes off and that's pretty much the last we see of anakin and obi-wan although we do see obi-wan as a hologram uh was it obi-wan that we see or is that not do we not see him was it just is it mace windu and yoda and the jedi council people I think we do, don't we? We might see Anakin. We might see Obi Wan at some point. She's trying to get a hold of him, right? And tell him that Maul has Maul had a vision of him. So Maul sees what's coming, kind of, 
Uh, and then that whole sets up this whole thing between Ahsoka and Maul, and that kind of it really what it's doing is setting up the later confrontation to come in Rebels. Yeah. Which now now I want to rewatch that whole sequence in Rebels to see how that plays out because I don't really remember it very well. But and also Solo. Kind of what, also Solo. Yes, yeah. exactly. We see the beginnings of Maul wanting to start that crime syndicate. And, you know, he's like, Let's, we have to live in the chaos. We have to benefit from the chaos and all that other stuff. Um, so I guess, like, I, I mean, I love Maul. I, I love that he's in this. Um, but, uh, you know, I was hoping they would tie it in more to episode three than they did. Well, they, but part of me, like, I sort of expected them to do what they did, which is you can't in a kid's cartoon show uh, Anakin slaying children. Well, you can show heads being popped off of clone troopers because they show that in this. Uh, you can show episodes. that. You, yeah, you can show that. You can also show <laughs> droid abuse, of course. Oh man! Oh, how about that? Droids. I know. So sad about that was that. yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> just shoot them they're in just, a pit. Just, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, then they go. So they go off to Mandalore, and then we have all that's where we see all these Mandalorian um, characters that had previously been. Um, part of the series at some point uh they go hunting for maul they find him he tries to convince he just wants an apprentice it's like all maul wants is an apprentice it's like he wanted he wants ahsoka to be his apprentice he wants uh what's his name in, in rebels to be his apprentice uh ezra he tried to get ezra to be his apprentice like that's just all he wants just wants an apprentice he wants to be needed um anyway so then he they chase him around in there there's a nice, a nice lightsaber battle between ahsoka and maul that was a fun so, oh yeah, well done. Oh, I I, I remember what I was gonna say. Okay, and then and then um, so they capture him, and there's a sequence when they're bringing him back onto their star destroyer, and it's just like amazing music. They've got him in this weird kind of box. I, I don't know what it is. They don't really tell you. They say, oh, these. I thought these were outlawed. It's some kind of way of keeping him um, in there, and there's just a sequence of them bringing him in. It's very very deliberately paced slowly. But the music is really good, and this, the animation, I just love that sequence. And that's something that I don't think they would take time for in a normal episode of of the Clone Wars. Like, I just really like that. I know that some people might think it was it was dragged out a bit too long, but I just kind of like them taking the time to show Darth Maul being brought in kind of thing. Like Hannibal Lecter. Exactly, yes, yes. Yeah, I thought, that was, so. I thought that was pretty good. I, I only have one complaint kind of of Darth Maul, uh, and that is... I mean, the animation is great, and I like mm-hmm. it. I like the storyline for him too. I thought that was pretty good. Um, the the one thing that I was like, I don't know, uh, maybe maybe not, but the fact that he goes from saying virtually nothing in the Phantom Menace to just being a chatty Kathy. Oh yeah, just like he, he won't shut up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he says he, <laughs> he gives away like for a guy who barely said boo originally, the guy gives away a hell of a lot about his plans about what he wants to happen, about what is happening. Yeah. About like so I so that was the one thing where it was like I get I don't know. I mean maybe he's been through a lot. So he doesn't have to be silent the whole now, time, but Remind me, did they ever explain how he survived the fall on uh Naboo? Well, they he goes insane and he's got the spider legs uh at a certain point and I'm trying to remember how they explained it. I don't I don't know if they did. I don't know if we just did. We just start into the spot. Well, I remember, I, remember, I, remember, I remember we found him. They found him on that garbage planet or whatever, and he was crazy, and, and his horns were super long, which tells us that he needs a – those the species needs haircuts as well, just like me. They do. Right now. I've got my appointment booked for Friday, by the way, to go and get – Oh, mine, mine's final. next week, but, but it still <laughs> looks like I don't have any hair. Um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, so I, I just – I'm going to have to go back and look that up because I don't know what, if they actually explained – like because he was pretty much just cut in half. And fell down that pit. So you'd think that he was dead, but they somehow figured out a way to bring him back. Um, well, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad they brought him back. But I mean, it would have been nice to bring him back in the prequels. Well, exactly. If we were going to do was, it. Well, and that's like I saw one piece I saw in the last couple of days was uh, about how, and I think you may have said this, um, this, this, the Clone Wars redeems the prequel trilogy uh in a way and and i think that um that's one way in which they try to do that by bringing back darth maul who was the best villain to come out of that prequel trilogy they killed him off too soon um and then um having him be kind of the big bad at the end of this series now for me the weird part is that it does take such a sharp turn into ahsoka 
uh, and her um, thing. They, they don't really, because we know, again, we know how it ends with Anakin and Obi-Wan, but I just wish we ha would have had her checking in more often with them or actually having a conversation with Anakin before he turns to Darth Vader or even after he turns to Darth Vader, right? There's got to be something in there I think they could have done to make it a stronger connection to that, those episode three, um, episode three kind of touchstones. Uh, I One scene I thought in particular was really weird was like when you see... Um, after they've got all this and they're they're kind of on their way back and they see this kind of conversation with Yoda, uh, Mace Windu and that other the guy with the weird shaped head, um, and they're just they're all on hologram form talking to each other. And I'm like, what? Why aren't we looking at this from like a normal like why like usually when you see a hologram conversation at least one person is real, right? Yeah. And that wasn't how they were all holograms. I'm like, what's going on here? And then we see Ahsoka walk in. I'm like, oh okay. So they have like a conference call going on. It's like Zoom. It's like yeah. this, right? So it's like if I if we were at a conference call and I walked up and left the the um left the room and then just had a camera still pointed and we just recorded that side of the conversation. Um, so then uh, they all tell, and then, and then again, we forgot another thing we, I had forgotten completely about was how Ahsoka left the Jedi order. Um, so she's no longer technically a Jedi, although she deals, does still use the force and lightsabers and that kind of stuff. And then they kind of snub her at that point where they're like, this is at the point at which the Jedi council is having suspicions about Palpatine, but they won't tell her about it because she's not a Jedi. So they kind of cut her out of that. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much that brings us to the Order 66, which was the uh, big m moment in Revenge of the Sith, and it is a big moment in the series as well. Um, we get to see. Now, I thought that her not being a Jedi was going to be the loophole here. Um, I was expecting that execute Order 66. I didn't think any of those clone troopers were going to go after her because she's not a Jedi, right? Now, something, something that uh, Rex tries to explain later on, but they don't buy it. Right. Um, so they all turn, including Rex... They all turn, and immediately, like like a snap of a finger, they all start wanting to kill her, uh, and it's because of these chips that they had implanted. Which, which, as it turns out, if you can remove the chip, then you can solve the problem. Did they remove the chip from Rex? Well, they when they put him on that uh, scanning machine. Yeah, but how did they get the chip out of there? Like they didn't. Well, I, they, I don't think they had. Didn't seem like they had time for any kind of like. Um, brain surgery or anything like that. Like, well, they couldn't show it. So I, so, but he went in there and it, and he goes it, in there. Okay. So he goes and in there. And, and there wasn't even a scar. <laughs> well, I think he had a bandaid on his head later Did on. Did they? Uh, um, I remember. But uh, so, so I'm backing, I'm getting ahead of myself. So she, she, Rex does hesitate a bit. Like you see his hands shaking and he drops the helmet and um, he seems like he is trying to resist it a little bit. Um, and as it turns out, he had filed a report earlier saying that, um, these chips might not be for what they're saying it's for. It might be for something else. So he got, he already had an idea of what might come, although not specifically the Order 66. So then um, she separates. All the other clones come after him. She's, she knocks out. She gets the droids. She gets help from the droids. Uh, she lets out Maul. I was kind of disappointed that Maul wasn't able to escape from that thing himself. I kind of wanted to see him break out of that thing. Like She just comes and lets him out. I mean, that's kind of anticlimactic. Um, and then just said, go cause chaos. Like, I don't know if she needed to do that necessarily. He, he could right? have just like, very well just as killed her to create well, chaos. He might, yeah, exactly. Like he right. could have killed like, it. Like I thought that was a little bit. Trusting of her. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, we need him to help us get out and it's, it would have been more realistic that they team up to get out as opposed, right. yeah. as opposed to that's... diversion, yes. which I didn't, I didn't quite buy that, but okay. No. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and then she's, but, but she seems to be all the, the key to like holding up the clone troopers seems to be just shutting the doors at the right times and <laughs> they right. shut all the doors. And they, so they have to take time to either cut their way through with, with a cutting torch or use the manual. Do you see that little manual tool that one trooper has? He goes to the access, like that thing that R2D2 uses to turn yeah. to access the computer. He looks like he's got a manual, one of those things. And he's yeah. like turning it to try and unlock the door. I'm like, that's kind of neat. I kind of like that idea of like a manual tool to do that. Something the droid usually does. Right. Um, they, they can do it without a droid. So she gets the droids to go help her grab Rex, take him to the med bay. First, they go, first of all, uh, we have the moment where they find the chip. And she she quotes uh, from Rogue One of all movies. That was, that was a surprise. The Force with me. What is yeah. it? Um, the force is with me and I'm with the force or whatever. It is. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. 
Yeah, so that like it? That. I don't remember what it is. Oh man, yeah. we're awful. We're awful Star Wars fans. Well, um, I mean, but the, she, she... the problem is the uh, insane amount of content that we have consumed Star Wars wise. It's, it's over... all blurring together. It is. It is a big yeah. blur. There's so much of it at this point. Now, what? Uh, now, is that to? Is, am I? We led to believe that she is a part of that religion now. That those oh, guys were part of the Journal of the Wills guys. Yeah, those guys, those those religious guys. Yeah. Is that what she is now? You got me. Or, uh, to like, me, I, I just thought it's probably just a a motto that, uh, or uh, what is it, a creed, a, a, a mantra, a mantra, like something like, a, a, yeah, something, something like that. And and I don't know. Maybe it's more widely known than what we think. We've only seen it in Rogue One, but it's the kind of thing that. Maybe uh, it's like saying your prayers. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, the, but yeah. only we've only ever heard it before from uh, what's his face from um, Chirrut. Chirrut Chir- Imwe. Chirrut Imwe. Yeah, from Rogue One, uh, who is him and that other guy uh, Bays are they're all they're part of the, that religion. Uh, they're not Jedi, um, but they fight like like he he uses the Force obviously because he's blind and she does it in the same way. Um, but anyway, because she does that chant and and kind of meditation she's able to help the computer find the chip somehow i don't know how that works <laughs> but like well, uh, but they okay. find the video explaining the we have a chip yes. in our heads so there i mean there's that there's there's a bunch but of I, I see again this is it's a it's a misleading thing because yeah. i thought she was doing that in order to like wipe the chip or disable it or just bring him back with the force not to help the computer locate the chip so they can take it out. So what's the point of even doing that? Why not just have the computer locate the chip so they can take it out, right? Yeah. There was, didn't seem to be much purpose to that whole thing, other than to get her to say that that line. Well, then uh, then the question would be, I mean, and that's pretty important information to know, that if you remove the chip, you can cure the clone. Right. Well, I mean, and now we know how all those clones that ended up in Rebels, like Rex and all those other guys... Uh, we know now what happened. Rex is the first one. She she cured Rex, and he probably tracked down the other guys and and removed their chips as well. Um, so that that's pretty clear that that that's how that ended up. But but um, then yeah, but I just didn't think they had him under the knife for long enough to get that thing out of him uh, because like as he's being put into that you know this the uh, CT scan unit, um, the door is starting to come up and she's like fighting them off, and then all of a sudden he's awake and shooting the other guys. So it just seemed to happen really, really quickly in my mind. Um, then they have to get off the ship, and that's when uh, there's kind of the big, you know, confrontation at the end with all the clone troopers. They all gather in the hangar. I mean, again, all very visually spectacular. We see the ship, like that shot where the ship comes out of hyperspace because, yeah. uh, of course, Maul does go cause chaos. He he wrecks the hyperdrive, which in a spectacular fashion. I mean, that's awesome. Oh, and the freaking scene. We got the Darth Vader scene with, with Darth Maul. Yeah. Going down the hallway and just like fleeing uh, clone troopers all over the place. That's the same thing as, as Darth Vader in Rogue One. Like he's just kicking all their asses yeah, with see, no lightsaber. That scene should be in Revenge of the Sith. Yes. It should be. Right. They should that's have brought right. him back in the prequels because it yeah. would have been big and it would have been suited to what and it takes place at the same time now so you could have easily done it it should have yeah, been in there. i guess i maybe the maybe the special effects weren't good enough to get him to do that kind of stuff in the in the prequels i, I think they but, were uh i don't know if you look at the first lightsaber battle in episode one you could have oh easily, yeah that's yeah. good that's true that's very good yeah so uh but that was a great scene when he's just kicking ass and like just holding up these doors to block the blasters and cutting off heads of clone troopers, cutting off arms of clone troopers. He cuts off the guy's arm in the door and then takes his communicator so he can hear what they're doing. Um, so he's doing that stuff. He takes them out of hyperspace. It comes out of hyperspace with all the smoke trailing off it. That was a really cool shot of yeah. that. Just all the smoke coming out of it. And then they start going down onto this planet. Uh, do we know what planet that is? Was that ever said? Uh, no, I don't think we know. It looked like hot. Yeah. Uh, well, when, at the, when at the end, snow it on like it, hot. yeah, but... yeah, but it, well, there wasn't not snow on it when uh, when they crashed, um, and then they got. Oh, you got don't, so we... don't forget, there's one other plot point that I wanted to mention, one that didn't ring true. I was with Rex on this. I don't want to hurt the clones. <laughs> and Rex is like, they yeah. don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They want to kill you. 
And and by yeah. the way, that that stun gun is very effective. Why don't they just always use that? <laughs> like, yes. why kill anybody in Star Wars? Yeah. Because the stun gun works. I didn't. I thought it was because a stun couldn't be aimed. Like, I was always under the impression when we see Princess Leia get stunned in uh, the first film, it's like this big wide beam of like, and it just kind of you can't really aim it. You just kind of cast a wide stun beam. That's why I thought they don't use them. Uh, but he's got this little kind of concentrated stun beam that's not very very wide at all. It's just like a it just basically stuns everybody. Um, so then they yeah then they come to the hangar and um, then all the clone troopers pop out there. They all line up ready to take him on, led by uh, Jesse, who is one of the other like, Jesse, the worst name in Star Wars. Well, what about Cody? Like, come on. Yeah. There's, there's some some uh, they, some of these names are not great. Rex <laughs> Rex isn't really a great name either. No, he's just it's not. None of them have great it, yeah. names. Yeah, none of them have great names. Uh, so, but they give them their own. They give themselves their own names, right? Do is that how it works? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't. I can't remember. I think they do. I think they. I think. I think if you remember back to the first episode of the Clone Wars, they they really like after they become soldiers, they really try to individualize themselves a little bit. They give themselves different haircuts and tattoos, and they bleach their hair blonde like Rex does. Um, they do all kinds of different things to make themselves different, even though they're all clones of the same person. Uh, so then they, uh, then the droids, they have come up with this brilliant, uh, idea. They stall for some reason. I don't know why they didn't just send the droids out there and drop the floor out. Why do they need that stalling tactic? Like, why are they sitting there? Oh, she's not really a Jedi guys. Come on. And then Jesse's like, what? You're violating the order. And there's this whole back and forth. And that's just to buy the droids time to drop those big panels of flooring out from under them. <laughs> so yeah. that half the troop, half the troopers get dropped down into the basement uh and then um but but by the way the ship is gonna crash anyway so the exactly we're we're i don't want to hurt them yeah like they're gonna they're all dead they're all at the end they're all dead they are so that was graves they dig graves for every single one of them at the end so that was for Um, nothing the i just want to protect them and i did see like i did uh appreciate the irony of these soldiers that have ahsoka's kind of face on their helmet this whole kind of platoon that painted their helmets to to honor her then hunting her down i thought that was really uh interesting that they kind of show that and that's like all the helmets that they bury at the end um that they have sticking on the grave uh, markers are all those helmets that are painted uh but yeah they could have just waited it out like the way these guys get off the ship when it's crashing i mean really they could have just waited it (laughs) And just hop, yes. hop, hop. Like that's what that's what Ahsoka does. She basically just hops from piece of wreckage to piece of wreckage, the same as she did earlier in the in the arc. She does that same thing when they're going down Mandalore, that's, which was very cool. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not cool, but it's also very convenient. Yeah. And so Rex Rex gets in a wide wing, Y wing, and manages to pick her up and get her out of there. And there was not much suspense in that scene because she's having a hard time holding on. She's having a hard time getting in there. But we know she lives, so there's no real real tension in that scene although they tried to give you tension but right. i mean we know that she comes back later on uh so i don't know that was it's still like it, it was an interesting way to end it and of course the final scene uh we she leaves her now she leaves her um they bury all the clone troopers she leaves her lightsaber behind one of them i think i don't know she has two lightsabers but she only he only she only leaves one i don't know and then we cut to however many years later. It's clearly the Empire. It's the stormtroopers we know from the original trilogy. It's the probe droids. It does look like Hoth, obviously, because there's probe droids. And then we have to see the snow troopers and all that. And Darth Vader comes up to the wreckage of that ship and picks up the lightsaber and turns it on. And we kind of see this moment where he's like looking at the lightsaber, which I liked. I thought that was a really cool yeah. final shot. And actually, I really like the final shot of like the reflection of him in the helmet at the end because it's kind of showing like this is where he was and now this is where he ended up kind of a thing so i i like that idea but again i really wish they had made uh, a stronger tie into ahsoka um in this episode ahsoka to anakin because i think there's a relationship there that they didn't really didn't really explore as well as it could have yeah yeah i you know, I, I thought the last shot was a good shot uh they and i also thought that like there was subtlety there like they didn't they resisted the urge to make too many big things happen that should have been in <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Like, I thought that was pretty good, too. Like, if they if they went too big, then that would have been the question. Like, why wasn't this? Well, I guess they had, yeah, This they felt that this is the best way to tell the story 
without retro, um, you know, what, what they call it, retroactively changing Revenge of the Sith. And I, when I, when you told me that, when you told me that this, this, these episodes take place alongside Revenge of the Sith, I was excited because I'd seen in like Phineas and Ferb, they did a Star Wars special where the scenes all take place around the original movie, and they did a really good job with it, and it's really funny, and there, it's much more closely tied into the movie than this was to Revenge of the Sith. So I thought Phineas and Ferb did it better. Uh, um, but they did it for comedic purposes, right? So it's it's different and it's not canon. So and this is canon. So people get upset about stuff that's canon. So but yeah, it was a really good, I think, final four episodes. And um it's not it's not really a conclusion to the entire series. I guess the movie is supposed to be the conclusion to the entire series, but it does wrap up some of that stuff from from the other parts of the series right yeah and and it would be cool i think there's probably already people who've done it or working on it but it'd be cool to stitch it into the actual film and if you like oh i'm sure yeah do the master edit yeah you cut it back and forth yeah Yeah, absolutely that would be great it could be super cool and you know just like we did the hand clap to try to sync our video sadly (laughs) you could you could actually sync the uh the action based on when order 66 happens you could, yes, that's Before right. And, and I like, uh, I like that it gave us a little more insight into what happened to the clone troopers when Order sixty six gets um, issued, um, because we don't really see. All we see is they turn around and start shooting the Jedi, and that's really, that's really it. Um, I think it's interesting how, like, Ahsoka really does have a hard time holding off the clones. Uh, if she didn't have Rex and the droids. Uh, she might not have been able to do it. And maybe if, if she hadn't let Darth Maul out, I guess we're, we're like to believe that if she, had, she hadn't let Darth Maul out, she would have been captured or killed. Um, so it kind of lends more um, credence to like the idea that, yes, the clone troopers are powerful enough to kill all these Jedi. And yeah, some Jedi did get away. We've seen many stories now of Jedi that got away from Order 66, but for the most part, most of them do get killed. I mean, it, right? it's... I, I... Well, that's the other thing. Like, I don't think it's too far to go to say maybe Mace Windu survived. Maybe, like, like uh, it, I don't know. He got flung out of a window, though, well, didn't he? Like, in... well, Darth Maul got cut in half and thrown down a <laughs> pipe. Yeah. So I right. mean, like, which is worse? They're both. They're both. I mean, you can bring back anyone if you really want to. So it mm. wouldn't surprise me. They didn't go that far. The only, you know, they could have gone that far. They could have like given us some real crazy stuff in there. But, uh, you know, I, I think if should we ever see uh, Samuel L. Jackson again, um, it'd be interesting. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Well, I certainly th- I certainly think that if we do see Mace Windu in any form, it's going to be an animated form. It's not going to be a live action. Like, I don't think we'll see Sam Jackson back. I think so. On any of these. Well, we'll like, see oh, something. 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 Like, in, like in The Mandalorian or something like well, that? Well, there's so much sure. stuff. There's so much stuff being developed as we learned on Star Wars Day, and it's a lot of the stuff we don't even know when the hell it's taking place on the timeline now. But um, how about Cassian Andor? You know what I mean? Like, there's all this stuff. There's stuff yeah. that happens early on that uh, it's possible. It wouldn't surprise me. I guess so. I guess so, if there's anything in that time frame that that could bring back they could really bring back anybody they wanted to at this point how far back are we going with cassie and andor i don't even i'm not even sure i don't know i don't know oh. if it's, is it, obviously it takes place before rogue one so it's going to go back like rogue one is uh 10 years before um a new hope so well no it goes right it'll into be, a new hope oh yeah sorry it does go, go sorry right um no solo's 10 years before a new hope um so rogue one could be anywhere in that that time frame like could be alongside solo and we could, you know, I, I remember in a previous episode, I said we're not going to see Han Solo and any of this stuff, but we could see what's-his-face is Han Solo. What's the, the guy who played Han Solo in, in the new movie? He could come back and do it. Um, but we Donald know, Glover could be Lando. We also know Mon Mothma is in the Cassian Andor series because they've cast that actor, the actor who played uh, played her in Rogue One. Okay. So we know it it's... exactly re- like the original actor. We know it's, yeah, it's Rebellion... It's Rebellion era. He's already teamed up with K2SO, I think, unless that's the story. We know uh, no, I think it's, in he's, it. Yeah, he's in it too. Um, and we also know that Ahsoka, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but Ahsoka Tano has been cast in The Mandalorian. Well, so, so it appears. Ahsoka... I don't think there's been any official anything. Oh, no? Still? Oh, no, I, thought that was a... I think it's widely reported and hoped for, and probably it's true, but I don't think Lucasfilm has confirmed that, or Disney. I don't hmm. think anybody's confirmed that. Oh, 
Anyway, so so it was a good uh, last few episodes. And I was really happy that uh, I watched those. At some point, I will probably watch those other episodes, but not anytime soon. There's too much other stuff to watch. Uh, what was this thing from William Shatner you sent me? Oh, uh, uh, so this morning. And by the way, there's so much other stuff to talk about. I uh, oh yeah yeah. Did you on Star Wars Day? By the way, did you watch Star Wars? Did you watch it again, or did you? What did you do? Did you do any Star uh, Wars? Related? I did not. No, I was busy. I, I played. I played a little bit of Lego Star Wars uh, video games with my kids, and that was pretty much it. I had a very busy day Monday. I was marking like crazy, so I did not do any of that stuff. See, I I, I did some. And did you have you watched the um the Mandalorian documentary series? Not yet. No, okay. I will. Well, we'll watch. I'll watch There's that. We'll only talk one about episode. It in the future that, episode. Only one okay. episode at a time. Oh, so it's it's coming out weekly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that when it's all done. Yeah, so anyway, I was going to say, so today, William Shatner, friend of Star Wars, but not, not from Star Wars. Rolling my eyes. He, uh, he tweeted, uh, Captain's Log, Stardate, and then the date, uh, and two police in a le- in, or two co- police cars in Lethbridge, Alberta, stopped a woman dressed in Stormtrooper cosplay, made her get down on her knees, took the gun away, took the fake gun away from her, and she's sobbing. It's, it's like the usual horrible... Yeah. Thing and then arrested her for just being in cosplay on Star Wars Day. So uh Yeah, I mean there's two sides to this, right? Like I see that uh this kind of stuff does happen all the time and it's somebody like we had people call the police uh, I believe it was the first year fan quest. What? Because they, they saw somebody dressed up. I believe it was the Master Chief. I think they were dressed up as the Master Chief from Halo, which looks pretty I mean, it's not Star Wars, but it looks like a, you know, a battle armor kind of stuff. So, um, sorry, one second here. Um, so I get that. I get that some police, you know, might not be familiar, but, uh, and, you know, they also had that shooting in, in Nova Scotia a few weeks ago. So some police might be on edge because of that. Like, there's two sides to this, I think, that, you know, I don't think William, William Shatner does not need to weigh in on it regardless. <laughs> what, what's going on here? Well, he's no Canadian. He's Canadian. Oh, come on, he's from Montreal. He's not from freaking Alberta. Like, come on. When, when, when did you become the separatist? <laughs> I'm not a separatist. I'm just a, not a William Shatnerist. He's not lived in Canada for many, many, many years. So I have no problem criticizing William Shatner. All, um, all I'd say is, if it's you know, it's around Star Wars Day, and even if you don't, my first thought. I don't think. I think a lot of people might not know that. Still, right? My, my first thought, thought seeing someone dressed as a stormtrooper isn't, oh, they're just about to go murder some people. You know, like I don't think the cops need to sh- need to need two squad cars with guns drawn. Is that well, what we need? Yeah, there's a better there's a better way to deal with it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you talk to the right. person first. You you know ask them what they're doing. You you can't talk to them not just assume everything, right? Like I could see how somebody might think somebody in cosplay would be doing that um where, okay sorry i don't know the detail, details or if you said this already where was she going if you watch the video you'll see well it's on no like all we have is the video showing her being being arrested and it's and she's and you know she's a young woman <laughs> dressed like a stormtrooper it does not yeah. look it does not look and 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 in fact the original whoever shot the video they come upon the scene but uh Okay, so so we don't know where she was going because there's no conventions happening right now. There are no like the places to dress up are conventions and other places where you, people understand what's going on. Um, if she's just dressed up as a stormtrooper walking down the street, I would have an issue with that. I wouldn't I wouldn't go as crazy as they did, but I would have an issue with her. Doing uh, I, I, well, hey, maybe there were maybe she's a member of the five hundred first, and they were going to the children's hospital. Well, would that change the, your the, view. Then put your costume on when you get there. <laughs> You know what I mean? You don't need to be wearing that walking down the street. Now, speaking of which, well, then what I should we do post... on Halloween then? <laughs> should we just well, that's a different everybody? story. Ha- Halloween is understood <laughs> that you dress up. I saw a post from the five hundred first that showed a, um, a one of their members um, was a nurse, and it was like they've been doing this thing where they've been posting about all the nurses that are part of the five hundred first who also cosplay. And this person was amazing. Like she did this amazing marriage aid cosplay. And then she was a nurse. Like the, her full-time job is a nurse who's been working on the front lines of COVID-19. And so it was a great little post kind of honoring those who are, you know, the real heroes, as they say. The the First is a great organization. I've seen lots of great posts about people recording videos um, in superhero costumes to cheer up kids and that kind of stuff, which is great. It's just people are so paranoid right now. The It's not a great time to like to shout your fandom from the rooftops in real life 
do it on the internet, but don't do it out in the streets because people will get freaked out. It might make it might bring people joy. How about that? No, <laughs> no. If you want to bring people joy, don't dress up as a stormtrooper. Dress as a Jedi or something <laughs> oh, good. Nobody wants to see a stormtrooper. You have very defined views on cosplay that I was unaware of. No, no, I like cosplay. Don't don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I don't think that I think that the mass majority of people in the world do not know what cosplay is still, <laughs> and they don't understand it, and they. They get scared and confused at some of this stuff. So I like cosplay, but there's a time and a place for it. So if if the police saw like a poison ivy with big boobies walking down the street, well, that's think? a whole other thing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, we've seen some pretty revealing costumes at uh, at cons. Um, it's the that's armor. Other... It's the armor that would well, worry the police. That's as part of it. To... Yeah, they they think that it's a real armor, but not only that, but they just think that the person isn't all there. Or they think the person is, you know, maybe they're. I don't know. You don't know. But again, I said the, the police reaction was over the top. They should have done all that. But at the same time, she shouldn't have been doing that either. I'm just my, suggesting that the, I'm just suggesting that I think the police would have preferential treatment for big booby cosplay. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm bet, I'll might, bet you, you they might, will. I bet probably. you they'd give you a ride if you had big booby cosplay. <laughs> probably. Hey, yeah, where's the it. Comic-Con going on? Get in. Let's go for a ride. <laughs> I just think there's a double standard that I'm trying to point out. Here. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. <laughs> All right. So what else did you else, what else did you see as far as the uh, the May the Fourth stuff? Now we'll talk about the obviously there's a big news. Taika Waititi is directing a Star Wars movie. We don't really know anything else about it at this point, so we'll probably talk about that more as as details come out. But people are excited, right? Oh I mean, my that's God, a yeah. He's great. He's a great director. He's a great. He's very. All his movies have been excellent. Um, so there's no reason not to be excited about that. We have I, no idea what it could be. I should also say that in the first, which you haven't watched yet, this is not no spoiler, but the first uh, Mandalorian documentary episode that's up is the directors sitting around. And it's about directing, and they all pretty much say like the big guy coming into the series was uh, was Mr. Waititi because he had just come off Thor um and was much more familiar with the effects and things like that than than the rest of them were and it's Although, a, to be fair favreau's done about, about a bit of that as well well like. favreau's favreau <laughs> favreau stays a little humble and quiet on the first episode oh does he okay he's, he's like the or, old darth maul he's, he's, <laughs> he's not as a chatty kathy as uh as he is on his own shows he actually lets okay. the other directors do more talking but it's cool because they go through each director and, and sort of have each one talk about the episode they directed, which is pretty cool the way they do it, actually. Um, and it does make you more excited for a movie directed by one of them. That's for sure, where you yeah. sort of see the discussion. So, yeah, I think that's that's very exciting news. But so I watched yeah. that. So I watched that. I watched Star Wars. I watched Empire Strikes Back. And I caught up. I watched one more time Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay. Well, don't say anything. We're going to save our thoughts on that for a future episode. And I will also watch it again before um, before we uh, watch it together. We'll do a we'll do a, a watch together thing as well. I have sometime in the next little while. I have a weird take on it now that I've seen it a second time. But I look forward right. to I look forward to having that discussion yeah. uh, with you because there's much there. Once again, that's the film that get that it will never go away. I think in terms of discussing what goes right and what goes wrong in that film. Yeah. And some of the answers are a little nebulous, I think. I think it's not as clear-cut as I thought it was when we were talking oh, maybe about not. it. Yeah, that's that's a fact. fair thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else? Did you follow along with any of the Twitter stuff that was happening it or any of that stuff? Uh, it was a bit of a bust, to tell you the truth. The Twitter stuff. Like, the announcements coming from Star Wars were really exciting that day. Yeah. Um, but the, the discussion on New York Comic Con, it was, mm, it was okay. But the problem was, um, you know, you're watching the movie on one hand and then you've got people of all kinds weighing in and it gets a little you know what it's like it, it, you know you have 10 year olds and you have 50 year olds <laughs> and you have and, and then you got people posting, i don't know why anybody's letting their 10 year old yeah. go on twitter that seems well, like a bad idea gifts and you know memes and, and uh, you throw you, you put it all together and by the end you're like ah shut up you're i just feel like there would up. be too many people on at the same time talking about it to make it good like i used to do this quite often with mad men back when mad men was still airing and i would watch it live on sunday nights and tweet about it and i've done it with saturday saturday night live as well but i'm watching it live and there's not as many people on with that kind of stuff because they're all kind of like you know people are just doing it for the sake of doing it but when it's organized and they're a big organization saying, come on Twitter right now, watch it all together and let's talk about it. 
it just seems like there'd be way too many people in to, in order to have, like you wouldn't be able to have a good conversation right yeah and then yeah. there was a little bit of that and actually uh i thought new york comic-con didn't tweet as much as i thought it would oh okay. uh, like they, they was fine they, they had some general observations and some you know some decent questions and things like that but i was sort of expecting a more um, a, particularly coming from that organization a more like really detailed maybe you've never noticed this or maybe you've never noticed that like but there uh, were like pop-up video right like let's yeah. have some little facts some fun facts about Star Wars that we don't know yet. Yeah, it was a little That'd more broad in terms of what what they tweeted than sort of what I was expecting. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that that's sort of the kind of audience that they're talking yeah. to. But it was kind of it was a good excuse to go back and watch. Uh, hey, the first two movies are fantastic. Every time I watch yeah. them, you're like, oh man. And the third movie. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the Why well, I didn't Jedi. watch it though. I didn't oh. watch that one, so that's why I'm okay. a little. I I'm see. Not, I'm not weighing. Oh, they only watch those two movies. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So okay. I, I watched no. the first two, so four and five, episode four and five, and then I watched Rise of Skywalker. So I, so I, I clearly I'm missing a hundred movies now. In there, <laughs> but it's impossible. Even watching two in a day nearly wiped me out. Yeah, it's like not it's as hard. easy as it used to be. I remember when I used to be able to watch all three of them in one sitting, no problem. Like just you know, take a break and you know between movies, and you have to wait for the one tape to rewind, so you get up and go to the bathroom, make a snack, and then come back and watch the next tape. Um, that's funny, actually. I remember the, I had a bit of a, a memory about uh, VHS tapes when I was doing my movie. I watched Braveheart the other day for my movie uh, challenge, and I remember when Braveheart came out on video, it came on two tapes. It came on two VHS tapes, and then lots of movies did it. But you know, yeah. anything that was over two hours significantly over two hours was two, two. titanic was two tapes dances um, with wolves yeah that was two tapes so anything was really long anything was like three hours uh, lord of the rings those movies were two tapes um but i remember the exact point at which i would have to switch the tape in braveheart i was watching on netflix but there's a point at which um the the long shanks is talking and it's a very quiet moment and then on the tape it would fade out and you would have to switch it and i i re still remember that exact moment because i've seen that movie so many times on vhs uh, I just couldn't forget that. And uh, what's his name? Is it Patrick McGowan? McGowan? What's his name? Uh, yeah, that's an actor, but from what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Longshanks in that movie. In which? In in Braveheart. I don't remember that. I see. I only there's a movie I've only seen once. Oh really? Oh yeah. my god! Are you kidding me? No, I've only seen it. I saw it in the theater. That was it. Then oh it my won, goodness! Then it won an Oscar or two. I recall. It, it won Best Picture that year. Yeah. I'm, I, you know what? You know what? It's another movie like that that I've only seen once, and it's, it's a good parallel. Gladiator. Oh, I've only seen that once. Yeah, but there's a difference, which is I liked Braveheart, and I did not care for Gladiator. And to this day, I'm like, this is not a good movie. And I, I, <laughs> and I you know what? And one of my complaints, hilarious, more than given sort of what we now consider movies to be, my big complaint at the time was I thought it just looked so CGI and phony and lame it does that, yeah that i said that the millennium falcon could land on rome and you would buy it because it looks yeah. like cloud city or something See, and that's not the braveheart is not that braveheart is all practical effects they didn't have the cgi back then and patrick McGowan, who's better known for the tv series the prisoner among other roles he was also notably the uh, my other favorite role of his is the as the warden in escape from alcatraz oh. with clint eastwood he was very good in that role but i totally did not recognize him as longshanks he's wow. old He's old and he's like, oh man, just amazing. And so again, that's completely off this off the topic of Star Wars, but I think that's movies. a really good. Yeah, reach. I'm, but I'm and I'm coming up to. I am coming up to 99. Like I was going through this slowly. I was the goal was to have this done before my birthday. I didn't do that, but I'm still going to oh, do it. Oh, happy birthday! Oh, I thanks. saw. I saw. Yeah, I saw the birthday card on uh, that you posted. My daughter, she, my birthday was last week, but my daughter just gave it to me today or yesterday. And I love, you can see it on my Instagram if you haven't seen it. She drew a photo, uh, drew, drew a picture of me holding a lightsaber. And it's like, she, she just does such a great job down to like my arm hair on there and my beard and my hair yeah. kind of sticking up and stuff like that. She did a great job with that. So I, I love that. And that's getting a lot of people are really enjoying that. She's a very good artist. Yeah. Shannon is very, very talented. She's going to like, she, if she really pursues it, she could do something with that for sure. And this is, this is so. where I have to bring up uh, one of your kids. And I have to ask if it was the same, if it was your daughter, or one of your sons, you had a picture at work of yourself that they drew of you farting. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was Jack that drew that. Okay. <laughs> that was a while ago. And it was, yeah. some, what did it say? Something like. It said, I farted. It said, oh, so it's you it said, confessing. I farted. Yeah. <laughs> now that, that's, you should tweet that because that's funny. 
Well, I'll get Jack. How about I get Jack? Okay, so one of their favorite YouTubers, uh, two of their favorite YouTubers who are like animators and artists, they do this thing where they look at their old childhood drawings and then they try to recreate them as, as adults. So I'm going to get Jack to recreate that. Now that he's oh, older, yeah. I'll, I'll show him that. It's, it's still there. It's still in my – I'm sure it's still in my desk somewhere. And there's something, um, there's something else you need to recreate, and that is – and I took a picture of your Facebook screen when it was up, so I have it. And, and I'm tempted to tweet it every single time there's a grad. And that's the picture of you and your daughter in the grad. You're in a tuxedo and she's in her little grad outfit. She's just a kid. Oh, no, that was the, fa that was the father-daughter ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the, that was a father-daughter ball. That yeah. is the world's greatest photo of anybody, any dad going with a daughter anywhere. Oh, she had a great time. That was such a, she's so cute back then. Oh, yeah. that, that, she... it just cracks me up. It's like the best picture. That, you guys need to re, re, redo that one with you standing on one she's side. Starting of to, she's starting to get really self-conscious about that kind of stuff. She does not want like me it. sharing. Shannon. She doesn't like the old stuff, well, the little kids. Well, stuff. she doesn't like, yeah, she doesn't, she, she, like she is quite the funny child and a lot of a lot of she still is very funny yeah. she's got a great sense of humor but the stuff she did when she was younger like she had to she had to talk about uh so of course we're homeschooling now right this is what we're doing and and she had an assignment she had to read through this um uh her, it's so weird because her teacher says we're going to read fables because of copyright issues i'm like who is going to be cracking down on copyright issues at this time Pardon so she's me. been doing i don't know that's crazy that's she's, nuts she, yeah, she's been reading these old fables like the tortoise and the hare and this kind of stuff. And she's asking the students, what's the lesson behind the story and that kind of stuff. So it's like a kind of reading comprehension thing. And so there's the one, I don't, don't remember, it's got a fox in it. I don't remember what it's called, but it's about looking before you leap. Look before you leap is the message, right? So the question is, can you think of a time when you looked before you leaped and what was the result? And Shannon's like, I can't think of any time. And I'm like, how about when you tried, you, when you swallowed a nickel and almost choked to death? <laughs> and she's like, what is, when was that? I said, you were two years old. And you swallowed a nickel, and I was rushing you out to the car to take you to the oh. hospital where you coughed it up. That was scary. She coughed no up, shit. and a nickel just went flying out of her mouth. Uh, that so. is very scary. <laughs> oh, crap. Hey, I was choked on a fishbone when I was a kid. It happens. All right. Yeah, every, We're way off topic. Of everybody Wars. chokes on everything, and that's all you that's need right. to know. It happens. <laughs> all right. That's going to do it. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, before we – we will talk about – Taika Waititi we will talk about the rise of Skywalker we'll talk about all this stuff in the weeks to come and I will be also posting um in the off weeks again I'm going to keep this feed as active as possible going forward so even when we're not recording uh, recording media nerds our other podcast I'll still post stuff on the Star Wars feed like old recordings of us uh watching movies the movies together we have all those uh, that have not been posted on the new feed yet as well as we have interviews with Pablo Hidalgo and other guys as well I'll repost all that stuff um, because yeah, I just want to kind of keep things active on this on this podcast feed. Well, moving we're... forward, we have we definitely have to watch um, uh, Rise of Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker. We need to uh, have a detailed discussion about the documentary uh, about the Mandalorian documentaries, and then uh, there's probably going to be a pile. Oh, the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back is just around the corner. There's a whole there's so much that's coming for sure. It's a good time to be yeah. a Star Wars fan. It always is. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. TK421, you come. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs>